Welcome back, everybody, to the Perfect Timing Podcast, episode 15, or 1-5, as we say, man. Shout out to our orientation group. Right when I knew that we were starting this podcast, I knew we were going to get to 15, and once I saw 15, automatically 1-5, you know who you are in that orientation group. Serge and I started our humble beginnings, not only an orientation rec- recruiting before that on our recruitment trips, but orientation group, group one, five, as you guys can already probably see, we have that picture posted on Instagram. Definitely plan to use that for the post tomorrow when we post this, but shout out group one, five. It's where Serge and I met and became great, great friends during that, <laughs> during that time, during that event in our life, but shout out group one, five, man. How are we feeling Serge? How was the weekend? It's good. Uh, what did I do? Watch some movies, uh, watch some football. Yeah. Went to the coffee shop, um, acted like I was a hipster <laughs> for like two hours. <laughs> I don't even drink coffee. Um, and then I uh, obviously had my spin class, and that was about it. Didn't do much. How was your weekend? It was good. Filled with football and snow. You said before this podcast started, I can't believe you guys didn't get any snow this past week. I didn't get anything. We get, I get snow like pre- periodically throughout the week. Like I'll go Monday snow, Tuesday no snow, Wednesday snow. So it accumulates. But I yeah. haven't gotten like a huge like eight inch dump or two feet dump like you guys did. Yeah. It this was, past weekend. It was insane. It was uh, we had a bomb cyclone and a nor'easter combined. And I forgot the name of it, but it was something absolutely absurd. Uh, 24, close to two feet on uh, Saturday. It was like the most snow in a single day. And I don't know about Massachusetts history, but a long time. Um, pretty crazy snow. I got a snowblower on Thursday. I had a whole debacle getting a snowblower and everything. I won't go into that. Uh, but if people uh, understand that entire saga, I had to go back and forth between different stores in a time crunch and everything. But guess what? All happened in perfect timing so past that all the snow between that stuff uh a lot of fun and just the football was a blast man um you say you don't drink coffee at all you know i I don't i i think i've i drink i've drinking like lattes like when i was in college i used to get the caramel ice macchiato uh, iced coffee <laughs> with whipped cream on top and my in a side order hash browns and i for all freshmen uh, first semester, I get that every single day. Um, cause I just, cause, uh, I'd have a class, I had my bio one-on-one class in the building right across from it. Yep. So I'd always, you know, go to the Dunkin' Donuts, get my caramel, my caramel ice macchiato yep. with a whipped cream, then yep. scoop my little butt to class. And, uh, <laughs> I would drink that religiously, but then I, I stopped, but never, I'm not like a coffee guy. I never drank coffee. Um, I was more of a tea person. Hmm. So a reason why I bring that up is because this past week and honestly, the beginning of last week, and I've said it, I feel like my entire life, never really drinking coffee, never have had done it before in the fall for it pick me up every now and then I would get like a, a, a pumpkin cream cold brew. And I learned that from Gina, from, from her, I kind of picked up on that habit. I was like, Oh, this is kind of good. I didn't want to like drink a monster on the way home from travel. One time I was like, oh, I might as well try this. And Loved it. Definitely got me jolted up a little bit. And this past fall had it a little bit more every now and then I would, if I was exhausted from travel or whatnot, I'll get one this past week for the first time, I think ever. And I always made fun of people for it this past week, especially today, 
It's the first time that I haven't had coffee in the morning in, well, not the weekend. I didn't have it on the weekend, but I had it Monday, Tuesday, had it last week, Thursday, Friday, I think it was either a salted caramel cold brew, which is fire. Salted caramel is my weakness. It's unbelievable. Or the Irish cream cold brew from Starbucks. And today, boy, was I exhausted. And I'm like mad at myself because I'm like getting like hooked on coffee. And I always said I would not ever drink it, but I don't know, man. I I was, I get like a little like twitchy from it too, which is why I like it. It feels like pre-workout to me. Like Jesus Christ. You need to, you need to wean off a of coffee, dude. You sound like you have a problem. No, it was like before I even drank it, I would have like one and it would just be, I would get twitchy from that because either I would be drinking it so fast because I just wasn't used to it or whatever. But I always say I'm naturally caffeinated, but the coffee this week has definitely helped uh, work wise, but I'm definitely going to be getting one tomorrow after how I acted today and how I, how I work today, a little bit slower (laughs) than usual, a little bit slower uh, today, but, uh, but yeah, man, coffee, you said you're at a coffee shop, all that today. We're recording this way too late. It's 1030. We were, Hopped on two hours ago, ended up talking for those two hours like we usually do. Yeah, dude. Oh, today, random stuff too. <laughs> absolutely. But today is a special day, Serge. It's not only National Assignment Day for football, but two, it's February 2nd. Who, uh, did somebody see his shadow this morning, Serge? <laughs> oh, Puxatawney Phil. That's it's right. actually only 45 minutes away from where I live. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah. They're trying to get me. They're telling me, like my coworkers are saying, um, that I should have woke up at like four o'clock in the morning to go see Puxatawney Phil. Oh, Tony. Yeah, yeah. But should I was like, pre-gamed it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I should have the Stone Forge Challenge yeah. to go see Puxatawney Phil. So yeah, I should have tailgated it in the morning yeah. and everything. Yeah, and like ten degree weather or whatever, however cold it was this morning, that was not happening. Yep. Um, but yeah, he saw a shadow. So six more weeks of winter. <laughs> That's right. and you're so close man that's crazy so you've seen groundhog day right i hope uh of course yeah okay good okay i'm making sure usually i'm the one with the movies but i had to ask it's yeah one of my yeah it's up there it's so good it's so funny you should do you should go to all the locations and everything and seeing all the different stuff around it i'm sure it's it's hilarious that's so close to you i had no clue that's great Uh, 45 minutes wow not bad at all not bad at all but yeah, this uh, this weekend filled with snow, wasn't filled with coffee, but man, it was filled with football. Uh, between Saturday, before we go into the games, Saturday, we had a whole thing happen with the boy, TB12. Oh, what, yeah. a, what a debacle that was, man, huh? It was, go ahead. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, I, I have a, yeah, I have a feeling that Tom Brady was going to retire on Saturday or he knew he was going to retire on Saturday. And then Adam Schefter and Jeff Garlington also knew he was going to retire. They probably jumped the gun. Yeah. Big time. Um, big time. They just jumped the gun. And then they're, they just put out information to like, Oh, he's not actually going to retire. He's not sure. Cause Tom Brady wants to make the announcement himself. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm sure he knew he, that he was done. I'm sure he knew he was done after the Rams game. I don't even yeah. think like, cause the decision came so quick. Um, so I think they played like what, two weeks ago, literally two weeks ago. So, on, on the he, pod? So he's, yeah. yeah. So he definitely knew he was hanging them up as soon as like this season was over. I feel like, um, but yeah, he retired Yeah, and, uh, thank God, but, um, <laughs> let's go Falcons. <laughs> it was, it was alluded to a little bit, I think two weeks ago where we were saying maybe it was his last game ever. And 
just like I said, at the whole debacle this weekend, Schefter, Jeff Darling had reported it. Who knows what happened if it got leaked by his camp, if they somehow found out through him or whatever, whatever the situation was. He ended up posting yesterday that he re- is going to retire after 22 years. Um, he always said for years, I think it was in 2013 or 2014, and people were asking when he's going to retire and when he was on the Patriots. And he always said, I'll retire when I suck. And literally said, damn, this is, <laughs> this is taking too long. <laughs> he just, he was playing at an MVP level this year, man. He could have played for another three, five, I'm sure. But more of a family thing, which is understandable. Definitely not five. Definitely not five? <laughs> 50? Definitely. Imagine that. Oh, no. Oh, God. Who the wants to be they, playing? Who wants to play football at 50, let the way, alone? The way that he was playing? 45. He could have. He could have. The way that he was If playing. he's not going to get hit, sure. But, I mean, as soon as, he, as soon as he starts getting hit. I mean, the way that the league's moving right now probably is what's yeah. going to happen in the next five years. But yeah. I, I think he could have played another three, two, five years overall. But family thing, like I said, he always said he was going to play until he was 45, which it is right there. Just stay for a few more months. Oh, just hurt to see that he was not playing until 245. One year short, basically. Um, and it was never a question of his arm. That thing is just immortal, man. It's just that thing just doesn't stop. He, like I said, playing at an MVP caliber this entire season, no matter who was out there, of course, at the end, definitely didn't help having not Chris Godwin out. Definitely didn't help not having half of his receivers there, but he balled. And uh, yeah, the entire debate online about him, not, not thanking the Patriots, not thanking New England family, uh, the New England Patriots nation, even though he posted on Instagram and all that stuff. Yeah, it would have been nice, and it's just – it's insane the media, the way they're going about it right now. To me, he said his goodbyes. I think in my mind he said his goodbye two years ago when he left the Patriots, and I'm sure that there will be some sort of ceremony and everything like that for him, which very, very well recept, uh, receptive thing that he should be having for him. Whatever hall, the Patriots Hall of Fame that we have, um, definitely should be inducted next year building the statue, all that stuff. There should be a ton of different things that they should do for him. Um, there's reports of like him signing a one-day contract. Would love it. Don't see that it's going to happen. But uh, don't think it's going to happen, that is. But who knows, man. I have a number of things that I can say about Tom Brady, but the fun- I think the funniest thing was that his last almost comeback was 27-3. to 3. I know that pains you in your heart to say that, but you almost got outdone on that one. So... <laughs> Um, and to Max Kellerman, he never fell off the cliff, man. He never fell off the cliff. July 13th, 2013, I want to say, is when that speech was. I am completely guessing, and I'm going to be fired up if that is the right date. But that date is when, or that whenever that was, Max Kellerman said that Brady is going to be on his way off of a cliff, maybe 2016. 2016? Yeah, maybe 2016. I think it was. Who knows? And honestly, Nick, who cares? All right. We're moving on. Nope. I've let nope, you talk nope, about nope, Tom Brady nope, for nope. far too long. Not yet. Not Tom yet. Brady, you, you, you retired. We're, we're done with you. You're gone now. Moving on to this weekend's game. Oh, oh, oh. Let's talk about the boy, nope. Joe Burrow. Nope. All right. I, I, I cannot Hold sit on. here Hold and listen to you shed love on Tom Brady for another 10 minutes. I'm going to give you another two minutes. Okay. Get oh, on. I'll do with less. You. I'll be less. I'll be less than that. I'll be quick. We'll be good. He never fell off the cliff, retiring with more Super Bowls than all 32 franchises with seven and a record five Super Bowl MVPs, 
ranks first in almost every single category applicable to a quarterback, wins, passing yards, all that doesn't matter, touchdowns, all that stuff. Talked about GOAT last week. Talked about who's a GOAT. Talked about GOAT talk, all that. There is no debate. He is the greatest of all time. There will never be a player like him ever, ever again. End of period. End of story, period, all that. With that being said, the league's in good hands. Well, yeah. The league is in good hands without Brady, Serge. Spent 11 minutes talking about Tom Brady. I can't believe I'm on a podcast and I spent 11 minutes talking about Tom Brady. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but, yeah, continue. The league's in good hands, dude. We got some good games this past weekend, man. Joey B and the Bengals smacking the Chiefs around in overtime. How about that? What do we think about that, Serge? I thought it was a good game. I thought it was, I thought it was good. <laughs> I am a Joe Burrow fan. I always remember I said early on, early, early on, I would yep. take Joe Burrow over Patrick Mahomes. You did? Yep. Because Patrick Mahomes just makes some stupid boneheaded mistakes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Great talent. Could potentially sometime further down the road surpass the guy that we just spent 12 minutes talking about. Don't even. I just said potentially could. Don't even. I said potentially could. I said potentially could. I didn't say he was. I, I can potentially could. win the lottery tomorrow. Like no, You could, exactly. I mean, there's always a possibility. But I digress. Um, Joe Burrow out, out-dueled him in Kansas City in Arrowhead Stadium. And he's taking the Bengals to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. which is not something I thought I would say. <laughs> I don't think anybody did. Ever. <laughs> Ever. I thought the Bengals are just one of those teams that just was that just were never gonna like win. I thought they, you know, be consistent. I'm still surprised that they keep on winning product. I think every single week I've come on the podcast and I've said the Bengals are gonna lose. I don't think I should pick them for the next game because I feel like if I do, they're gonna win. They're gonna lose if yeah. I pick them. If I pick, yeah, if I pick them, they're gonna lose. I did that's a reverse psychology. Yeah, reverse. I, if, if I pick them, they're gonna they're gonna lose. So, yeah, I don't know. But kudos to the to the Bengals. The boys made it. Eli Apple, you're still not very good. Um, garbage. You're garbage. But you know, you guys are keep winning games. So shout out to you, Joey B. Shout out to Joey B and the Bengals. That that play, Joey Burr. Joey Burr. Icy, too icy. He got all the money in the world. He doesn't need to have fake diamonds, right? That's what he yeah. said after. He oh, doesn't. man. No, he does not. He does not. He's a stud. But he, go back sauce. to – Too much sauce. Go back to Eli Apple. His stop on the goal line changed the game. Did it not? Like, after that point, it was when the Chiefs were going into halftime, got too cute on the goal line. Eli Apple – Making a play, surprisingly, yes. Oh, yeah. Making a play. He's the one that made the tackle before. The Chiefs were up 21 to three. The Chiefs were up 21 to three, right? They were. Yep. They absolutely were. Yep. Well, that was just stupid. Pat Mahomes just throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage at Tyreek Hill. Like, either run the ball or just take the field goal. Had you taken the field goal, you would have taken that field goal at the end of the game to win the game. There would have been no overtime. Yep. But hey, sometimes I think. With teams that have like great quarterbacks like that, they fall in love with um, passing the passing too much. I just think that was a situation that game where they just fell in love with passing the ball instead of you know just running the ball because they're just doing it so effectively throughout the game. So it's kind of weird that they just went away from it. That's such a dominant offensive line too. 
So it was just, it. it was tough to watch, but yep. shout out to the Bengals. Yep. Shout out to the Bengals. They balled out playing in overtime. The whole debate going into last week was so beautiful. It was just poetic justice last week where all yeah. the talk, the entire media, the entire week was whoever gets that. And we talked about it too. We were quote unquote media. I guess you could say whoever got, whoever gets that ball wins that game. But guess what? Defense showed up not only in overtime, Early in the game, too, like I said, before half, before the end of the game, you were one of the people in our group chat. I should not have said let them score. I've never been somebody that says it, but I just think in that situation, it could have been helpful. Let them score. I couldn't believe that I said it, too. I said it. I texted it to the group right after, and I was like, why did I just say that? I've never (laughs) been someone to ever, ever, ever say that on any situation, any situation at all. So when you said that in response – I'm very happy that they did. They had three state, three straight plays where they, from the 10-yard line, could not get in. Just got too cute again. Sam Hubbard playing a spy, dropping back in a coverage, dropping eight, rushing three. It was a beautiful thing to see them do that and adjust in the second half. And that defense showed out. They shut Mahomes out, let him kick a field goal at the end of the game. Those are the only points he scored in the entire second half. That's not even Mahomes' is like, hand on the ball kicking the field goal and I think it's beautiful to see but that was just uh, a beautiful thing they said right before overtime too no team has ever won back-to-back overtime games in postseason history and that came to fruition as well so beautiful money mac that what we called them last week right money mac I think so I think that's yeah. his nickname I think yeah. it's his actual nickname money mac 12 for 12 in the playoffs mm-hmm. Bengals are going to the Super Bowl man like come on Absolutely. It's crazy. it's crazy. I know you don't want me to get into it. But I just want to say it quickly. It's very funny that the people are talking about the chiefs quote unquote dynasty after just winning one Super Bowl. I thought it was very, very funny talking about them losing in the AFC championship for this year. And just overall um, very, very funny losing a 21 to three lead and having a chance to score it so many times win the game, all that stuff, whatever. I remember when a true dynasty was winning multiple Super Bowls across a four-year span, not just one. That's just me. But that way, <laughs> I saw a meme right after, the, right after the game, too. I think I sent it to the group and said it was a picture of Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers tapping up after a game to whenever they played. And it says, they don't know we're the same guy yet. <laughs> it just made me crack I mean, up. They're not. <laughs> I think Pat Mahomes has played in two Super Bowls, I think. Aaron Rodgers played in one, so they're not the same guy. <laughs> very, very funny. I thought it was good. But they're not just going to walk into a dynasty. Everyone talks about it. They're not going to walk into the Super Bowl. It's tough enough to get into the AFC Championship. They've done it for a few years, but not only playing the Super Bowl, but also win the Super Bowl, too. Um, and the Chiefs tweet, did you see the whole, I think it was Chiefs Nation or something, talking about, like, we were not supposed to be here this year. All that stuff. Did you see that? And you were supposed to be here this year. You have the top two quarterbacks in the NFL. I think everyone expected you to be here this year. You just sucked in the beginning of the year. So that's why people thought you wouldn't get there, but eventually you did get there. Mm-hmm. No one thought the other team was going to be there for sure. Definitely not. I, mean, I remember talking earlier in, our, in an earlier episode saying like the Bengals are like the most inconsistent team in the NFL. Yep. And lo and behold, they're the most consistent. Or something. I don't know. What, I, I don't know what happened to him. I still don't trust Zach Taylor. Um, for some reason, I still don't. I still have my doubts on him, and I feel like Sean McVay will expose him in a week. But I, I could be wrong. Who knows, I, man? <laughs> I don't know what's gonna. This happen. team is 
They, they have Team of Destiny vibes. Joe, Joe talked about a few weeks ago that Team of Undestiny with the Raiders slash Team of Destiny. These, these Bengals, man, I don't know. He's bringing the football, the game balls to all the bars in Cincinnati. Those have been awesome videos. Have you seen any of those? Um, it's just, it's great. Joe Burrow is a stud. His receivers that he's got, Joe Mixon's a beast on the field. And it's, it's just awesome to see a different kind of team going into the Super Bowl and refreshing, honestly, it really is. It's exciting. They're America's darlings right now. And it's going to be an awesome game. And Joe Burrow has a chance to be the only person to not only be the number one pick in the draft, reach the Super Bowl in his second year. He's only one to ever do that. But then also talking about him winning the Heisman in college, winning the national championship, and winning the Super Bowl. No player has ever done that, period. And he has a chance to do that. Three years. Three separate years. It's insane to, for somebody to do that in a span of three years. But the flip that the, that the Bengals have done is just insane. Top five pick last year, picking Jamar Chase at five. The year before that, they were the number one pick. Like just the, the flip that they've done, absolutely insane. Now they could be the 32nd pick in this draft this year after winning the Super Bowl. So crazy. Dream, dreams come true. Dreams come true. Cardi glasses. I don't even peek at you. Am I right, sir? That's, I don't know what that's from, but yeah. Joe Burrow posted. Joe Burrow posted. Uh, posted? Those glasses on. Uh, yellow yellow hey, Ferrari. Guys, guys got swag. Yellow uh, Ferrari. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go to a quarterback with no swag. Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G this past weekend played the uh, L.A. Rams. Um it looked like Sean McVay was doing his best to try and give the 49ers a game by calling all three timeouts before the half, before we got halfway to the fourth quarter, challenging every play that wasn't even worth the challenge. Not even close. Um, but the Rams pulled it out. Uh, the boy, Cooper Cup, balled. Mm-hmm. Odell balled. Matthew Stafford had a, is having, he had a good day. Um, he's been playing very well, considering he was playing abysmal to end of the year mm-hmm. um, he's, he's picked it up I think he has like a nine touchdown like two interception ratio or something or a nine touchdown to one interception ratio but he's playing very well the Rams look good man they look good um, the defensive line started to finally come into come back to life in the fourth quarter um, and they forced Jimmy G to make that errant stupid <laughs> dumb throw at the end of the game um <laughs> falling back sideways and what yeah, in the back world sideways yeah it was such a bad play but you know what can you do you can't contain Aaron Donald all day nope. all right and especially when your best offensive lineman has a high ankle sprain mm-hmm. um eventually that that leg is there that ankle is not gonna be able to hold up so yep. um shout out to the Rams for making the Super Bowl I mean you had no choice considering you went all in so if you didn't make it it would have been a colossal failure yep. and you are you would have set your franchise back it is not already set back another five years. You didn't make the Super Bowl this year. But um, congrats to you guys for making that leap. Yep, absolutely. For them to now host the Super Bowl after last year, where the first time ever a team hosted the Super Bowl in their own home stadium, back-to-back years. Kind of crazy, just like in the span of NFL history. Absolutely insane for that to happen. Um, and for the game to also happen last, uh, last week, this past Sunday, on the day, year today, 
you to the that to the date of Jared Goff getting traded for Matt Stafford. It's pretty crazy. I didn't realize it. I was like, wait, the trade happened in January. I looked it up. Everything, yeah, happened January thirty. Is that not tampering though? Because yeah. Matthew Stafford said he was on vacation, vacation? in Cabo, yeah, yep. with Sean McVay, and he saw Sean McVay and they had a conversation um, about him joining the Rams. Yep, and that is legit tampering how come they're not lo- they don't have any draft picks to lose it should definitely it should definitely be losing something yeah so yep absolutely should have been but hey they uh they took a gamble and it sure as hell paid off for them they they definitely needed stafford to put them up, uh, over the edge they better and, win yeah, they, nothing. they better <laughs> win like you said they are quote unquote all in like they have been every time they make a trade for somebody Vaughn Miller has a chance to get another ring. Aaron Donald, right after the last play of the game, he was pointing at his finger saying, give me that ring. Give me that he has, ring. He, has a, he should be eating this weekend, oh, next God. week or two weeks from now. Or a week oh. from now. Two, I don't know. A week and a half. Yeah, a week and a half. He should be, he should be eating that game. He should, be, there should be, he should have no problem, no issues at all. He should be dominating that, that team. That's going to be tough to watch, man. He is just going to. Is it? Because for all we can know, it could be another Super Bowl against the Patriots. I think we shut out for four quarters. Make they one play in the first one play and then make no plays the rest of the game. They don't have Joe Tooney. The Bengals don't have Joe Tooney. We'll be, they won't be able to do that. That's it. Quinn Spain isn't going to stop Aaron Donald. Jonah Williams isn't going to stop Aaron Donald. I don't even um, know the rest of them. You know, the rest of the line. I don't even know. I know Jonah. I know Quinn Spain. Isaiah Prince. I know the guy has dreads. Uh, the the center. I'm going blank on his name though. I oh, I looked at it the other day too. No clue what his no name idea. is. Who knows? But who knows? Know. They have their hands full. It's on. Yes. Yes. The they boys. Do. The boys. The Rams. You're uh, the matchup of your two favorite players in the entire league: Debo versus Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Oh yeah, man. It's tough to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when they didn't give the ball to to, De- to Debo at all in the fourth quarter. They- well, I mean, they couldn't get him the ball because Jimmy G's not very good. No, that one play where he just took it up the sideline. I'm sure you were freaking out watching that. It was Debo ran it for I don't even know probably 40, 50 yards. I forget exactly how far it was, but man, I was just yeah. I wrote down. He's a stud. Debo doing stud. what Debo does. He's a monster. Yeah. He's a monster. And I saw I heard something on NFL Network as well that they were talking about. Uh, they were saying any player going forward or podcast, I forget what exactly what it was. They said any player going forward that's in that Debo Samuel role playing as a wide receiver at running back should just be called the Debo, be a bully on the field at all times. Just call it the Debo. Yeah. <laughs> like that's pretty positioned at Debo. Imagine putting that. That'd be hilarious. But yeah, that uh that game, man, OBJ gets the Super Bowl. Debo was crying after it. Wild. It's crazy to see. Jimmy G threw some touchdown passes, which, as we talked about last week, he was 9-2 before the game when he does not throw a touchdown pass. He should have looked at the scouting report. (laughs) He he threw a touchdown pass, and they lost. Uh, Pretty crazy. Last three possessions, last post, three last postseasons, teams with 10-point lead entering the fourth quarter are 19-2. Guess who those two losses are from. Jimmy G and the 49ers. Yeah, yeah. yeah they are. Brutal. Brutal. They, they spent a high draft pick on a quarterback this past draft. It better work out. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, um, you're going to be looking for another quarterback. But I think they're going to be trying to look to move Jimmy G in the offseason. Yep. 
So there's always been reports of that already. So it's, uh, it's interesting to hear from that and see what happens. And um, Trey Lance sent me, so he, he should hopefully do pretty well this year, this upcoming season. But yeah, that, uh, that Super Bowl, that O-line versus D-line is going to be the battle. I think that is going to – Burrow can take the sacks – like he did against the Titans, nine plus. How but. many sacks can he take, though? <laughs> how many <laughs> take and how many from Aaron Donald specifically? Like, you yeah, got Jeffrey Simons versus Aaron Donald. Jeffrey, size wise, wins that competition, but Donald is a different human being, and he's that whole D line between Leonard Floyd, him, Von Miller, Fox, which I always forget the guy's first name, and then the other guy that popped in this this was number ninety one, I think his name was right. Abukam. No, 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 no. He's, he's on the 49ers. He's on the 49ers. But no, there's another D lineman. I forget his name. It's like the Hollins. No, it's another like not D not D end. It's a D, D lineman. Oh. I'm going blank on the guy's name. But he played really well. Him and Aaron Donald were talking almost like the entire game on the bench together in regards to like whatever the scheme was, whatever. I forget his last name, but whatever. But that D line is going to be scary to go against and see if Joe Burrow gets it done. Um, we will do a full preview of the Super Bowl next week. Of course, there is no game this upcoming Sunday. There's a week off for the Pro Bowl for all sorts of different stuff this upcoming weekend. And next week, we will have a Super Bowl preview that will come out on the Thursday following um, the or Thursday before the Super Bowl with the boy Joski. He's going to be hopping on the pod again. Uh, we got great reception from him. Happy to have him again. He's awesome on the pod. Very happy to have him for a Super Bowl preview. We'll go over all the different matchups, all the different prop bets that everybody wants to talk about. And uh, it's going to be a good one. So we'll do that next week. So that's why we're only briefly, brief, briefly talking about it. But uh, only one game left in this NFL season, man. That's Thank God. Oh, it's, it's basketball season, baby. <laughs> it's basketball season. Who's the number one team in the NBA? Suns, man. They are yeah, balling. Yeah, 41 wins. What? I didn't realize how <laughs> much they were balling. And I look at game win streak. <laughs> they can't stop. What is up with them? And then notice that the block hot shit don't never stop. And you go with the, with the block hot. I don't know the words, but something like that nonstop. Yep. They can't, stop. they can't stop winning, man. Yeah. Good, we can't stop. Shout, shout out Miley Cyrus. We can't stop. All we do is win, win, win. Shout out DJ Khaled. Hey, you know who's uh, who's doing pretty well as well? Celtics. Are no. Not. Celtics are not are, doing, are doing too well? bad. Yeah, they, they, I don't know if they're on a streak no as well. <laughs> I know they're balling. I don't know Jalen and Tatum are doing pretty well as well. And Marcus Smart. Shout out Marcus Smart. So. <laughs> <laughs> shout out the boys. Shout out the Suns. Shout out the Celtics. They are doing pretty well this NBA season. And we'll get into more NBA talk as the NFL season wraps up next week. And Serge loves the NBA. And I enjoy the NBA. I haven't watched it this much this season, but man, it is fun to watch. But we're excited to talk about that going forward. All right. Serge, do we want to discuss anything else from the NFL or do we want to get into? Go ahead. What are you going to say? We don't have to. I think we, we talked about it before the podcast started yep. um, about the Brian Flores situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's good that he's bringing attention to the bringing attention to the Rooney rule and how the Giants messed up completely. Big time. However, I do think that um, the Brian Dable hire in itself was a great hire, um, but they should not have conducted an interview with Brian Flores knowing that they already hired. Brian Dable Davis days before. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I think his lawsuit against the NFL is valid. I think it's warranted. Um, and I think it's going to shed some light on some things in the NFL that need to be brought up and discussed. So, yeah, Agreed. that's all I really have to say about that. Agreed. And you from a lawyer perspective as well, you understand. Yeah. <laughs> The whole lawsuit and the whole entire thing. I sent the entire, what is it called? The summary of the entire case or the entire lawsuit? Is that a specific name for that? It was like just a complaint. Is that what it was? I wasn't sure. Uh, I think 50, so. 58 pages. I wasn't sure. I thought it was called something else. But having that knowledge and everything, yeah, the uh, NFL needs to change the way that they go in regards to this entire stuff, man. It's just, it's insane um, in regards to the new hires and this case specifically, having Bill Belichick texting Flores instead of Brian Dable about getting a job. And for him to find that out is just, I'm sure, heartbreaking to him being from Brooklyn, being a candidate in his mind, thinking that he could get that job and have the quote unquote hometown team rooting for him and being the head coach of that, just a tough situation all around. And definitely the NFL needs to do better. And we'll find out in the coming weeks, I think what goes forward in regards to the hiring process um, and all that sort of stuff. So, interesting in regards to that josh mcdaniel's also signed which as a patriots fan as a patriots stan i guess i don't know i don't know what you're, you're, you're you spent 12 minutes talking about tom brady and the only thing you mentioned was tom brady on the patriots you even mentioned his super bowl oh. with the bucks so Sorry. he did the so, same he yes did the same you're a patriots stan <laughs> yes you're a patriots stan I'm, a, I'm happy to be that and so josh mcdaniels the oc of the patriots signed with the raiders to be the head coach um, also taking dave, dave ziegler who is the director of player personnel for the patriots um Definitely two tough losses. We lost Casario, the GM, last uh, two years ago, I think it was. So people in the organization have to step up. Talks of Bill O'Brien being the one, especially while he was the OC at Alabama when Mac was there. So connections there could definitely help. Um, we'll see who becomes the OC. I thought McDaniels was going to stay forever until Bill was done. Seems like Bill's not going to be done for a little bit more of time now. So we should apply. We should apply for their. Uh player personnel position oh yeah i'll get we'll that come, sure. we'll just combine our resumes and just come <laughs> up with like one person we'll we'll yeah we'll combine ourselves and submit like one person like the perfect resume yeah like you have a law degree um but i work in admissions uh you know like the perfect the perfect person to apply for like this position yep We'll get the job, and then it'll just be the two of us. <laughs> it'll be the two of us, or we can stack each other on top of each other, like like a kid, a little, a little kid in the going to the movies and everything, wearing the exactly. giant overcoat or something. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Um, speaking of, I guess a little transition would be speaking of <laughs> people going into things that they're not supposed to. Serge and I watched two movies this week, and I'm thinking of just super bad when I'm saying that. That's why I'm trying. Oh. To, I'm trying to think. I was like, that's a weird segue. I'm trying to think of exactly. I what watched you're two movies myself. You, we watched three movies in total. Oh, okay. You watched a third. So yeah, I watched first, Free Guy. Oh yeah, you said you watched Free Guy. That's right. So. If anybody listened last week, which we hope that you did, if you did, thank you for listening. But we promised each other last week that we were going to watch a movies. Broxdale, my favorite movie, and Superbad. Serge's favorite movie. We've done this promise thing a number of times and it has not worked out, Serge. But guess what? We did. We listened to each other and we, we promised did. each other and we watched each other's movies. So I'm happy to let you talk about a Bronx tale first to kind of uh, 
discuss it and then I can talk about Superbad because I know that'll have us crying laughing as we did before the podcast started recording uh, about different scenes from that. So please explain the viewing process and the whole thing of watching A Brock's Tale, my favorite movie, if you could. Well, I got out of work, went to the gym, uh, got home around seven o'clock, ate my dinner, turned the lights off, set the mood right, logged on to Amazon Prime. Uh, and then I, you know, I had to purchase the Bronx Tale, which was, it was a situation for me. It was $2, but you know, it's still something I didn't want to do. Um, and I sat down and I didn't know it was going to start with him as like a child. I thought I was just going to go into, uh, um, what's that? Well, actor Lilo Brancato, I think his name is, that's the yeah. actor. Yeah. I thought I was going to start with just him, but it didn't. Um, which was cool. Um, so I thought it was a really good movie. Uh, there's some scenes that were tough to watch. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I felt vindicated at the end when uh, Colosolo, a.k.a. C, when his, C, when his friends perished. Um, I felt like a, that, was, that was awesome to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought it was a good movie. I, there were some plot holes in the movie um, regarding uh, C's mother, who's in the beginning part, and then she's not in any scenes when he's older. So I thought that was odd, and they just don't explain. She just there's just no explanation. She's just not there. <laughs> um, and then there's also this scene where he's walking Jane to her um, to her house or to where she lives, and he's just he says he has a test that day. Although it's like three o'clock, why is she going home? from school is school over i don't understand how do you have how do you have an exam that day so i didn't understand that but other than that it was a very good movie i enjoyed it shout out Chaz palmentary uh shout out robert de niro robbie d um yeah it was a very good movie i enjoyed it it's a very good time like i said last week it was one of my favorite movies from high school all that stuff it introduced me to Chaz palmentary and very very happy to be a Chaz palmentary fan since then and everything, but yeah, he had five fingers. Talk with three. Hey, see, hilarious. I such a good, such a good movie. Back it up, like Sunny Broxdale, Colosio, all that stuff. Shout out Little Wayne, all that, all that stuff. So good, such a good movie, and one of my favorites all time. And super bad, super bad chicks giving me Mick loving. <laughs> super bad I, it was the first time like i said last week that i haven't seen it in so long i was laughing my ass off almost the entire movie just every five seconds a different line i remembered it i i would pick up on it i would oh remember i remember this i remember this i would wouldn't say that out loud but i would be like cracking up and just so many lines that we probably can't even say on the podcast but just oh. <laughs> Definitely not on the pod, but just beyond so many things between the whole plot line of McLovin getting the fake guy or Fogel getting the fake ID, becoming McLovin, the the whole party scenes, all those things, just the in-between where McLovin is with the cops. It just laugh out loud funny. There's no other way to describe it. Like you said, it's your favorite movie of all time. And it's I was cracking up watching it. I truly, truly was. What are your thoughts? I mean. Thank God you watched it again because it's just I don't know, dude. The movie, the movie's amazing. Um, I remember it was the first one of the first movies, not the first movies that I saw, but I think the first movie I ever saw was Rush Hour Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that. That was the first 
movie i would like a theater to go see but um i remember i had a psp and i had two movies i guess who starring burning back and ash kusher and i had uh super bad so whenever (laughs) i take a road trip with my parents i'd watch super bad and i would never get sick of it because i just love the movie i just think there's some so i'm tied to it nostalgia wise and then i always envisioned I always thought like high school would be like that, but I ended up going to an all boys school, so it wasn't like that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was just just a great movie. I just enjoy it. it just makes me happy. Yeah, it's a, just a good movie. It's a it's feel all, good movie. Everything between the beginning between the beginning and the end. You mentioned it last week. It's the perfect just adolescent boy trying to become the man in yeah. high school. All that stuff. It's a perfect like coming. I like coming of age movies. Yeah. Like coming of like those type of movies. So it was perfect. It's a perfect like coming. That's what the, I think. That's what it's categorized as, like a yeah. coming of age movie. So it's the best coming of age movie I've ever seen. So good. Think, yeah, yeah. Just the the hugs at the end and the sleeping bags and everything. <laughs> Just hilarious. It's <laughs> like the non eye contact too. The next yeah. morning, they're like, "Hey, you want to like hang out?" They go to the they go to the mall together. <laughs> He's trying on pants. Yeah. They just don't fit. <laughs> So way too skinny, way too skinny. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah, those are tight. Way too tight. <laughs> the stuff that is said in so many of the scenes, like you said, just cannot even mention them. But man, that every bit of it. If you haven't seen it in so long, like I have, please just go watch. Not only Superbad, but A Bronx Tale. Both those movies. Yeah, are Bronx so Tales. Good. Bronx Tales. Are- very good very very good Uh, what i found interesting was uh what made me angry the most i would say from that movie it was a very good movie but it was the fact that c was so disrespectful to his dad (laughs) i was like bro your dad is busting his hump Mm -hmm. driving a city bus Mm -hmm. all around brook bronx in the summer when it's hot out and you and you want to be a gangster for what like he for what? For that respect, they, man. They to, yeah, he respect. Just, he wants it. It's crazy, crazy, right? The worker man's a sucker. It's just you feel. Oh, you're like your heart hurts when he says that to his dad, and his dad has to teach him a lesson. Bring the money back to to Sonny, all that sort of stuff. It's just the whole movie. It's just it's such a classic. It's like I said, one of my favorites of all time. All, all so many good scenes. How about the, uh, the scene where they're gambling and everything? What is he, the fuck's he looking at me for? Put him in the bathroom. It's Put him just... in the bathroom. Put him in the bathroom. Dude, the guy's a jinx. <laughs> Sonny, man. The guy's a jinx. I don't want your money touching my money. Put him in the bathroom. <laughs> Sonny, we, 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 we already threw two people that know what's in the bathroom. <laughs> Put him in the bathroom. Oh, man. It's too good. Chaz Palminteri, he's a goat. I would love to interview him and just talk to him about these different things. And would love, if we're ever, ever in the area of New York City together, or if we're in uh, New Rochelle, I think it is, uh, he has two restaurants there. So we have to go to Chaz, Chaz Palminteri. We got we to meet Chaz, Chaz Palminteri at Chaz Palminteri's restaurant. Yeah, we have to eat at the Chaz Palminteri table with Chaz yeah. Palminteri at Chaz Palminteri's restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We have to, man. It's uh, yeah. He's a he's a special dude and hell of an actor. He's so many different things. He wrote that. The whole story of behind it is crazy. He wrote that entire script. Did a one man show. Bob De Niro. After having so many people try to sell it to him, to them, he ended up selling it to Bob De Niro, and that's who ended up directing the movie and everything. And 
Bob De Niro is in that. He calls him Bob De Niro. That's why I say Bob. Because whenever he talks about it, he says oh, Bob, Bob De Niro. Is, is yeah. Bobby or Bob? Bob. Bob De Niro. Bob. I'm just like Robert De Niro, like the classic <laughs> like Robert De Niro. No, Bob. He just calls him Bob. Yeah, it's so good. I saw actually saw it on Broadway a few years ago too, which was awesome. One of my first Broadway shows ever. And it was Broxdale. It was so, so good. It was because I watched the movie the night before, remembered a bunch of stuff, but all that stuff. It was just all time. If you have not watched the Bronx Tale, go watch it. If you have not watched Superbad, what have you been doing the past like 10, Honestly, 15 years? What is what what are you doing? I don't know. It's 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 absurd if somebody has, but if you haven't seen it in so long, go back, watch those such good movies, such good, I guess, just uh, movies to watch at any time of the year. Always good. Anything else? Yep. Anything else we have to talk uh, about, Serge? Um, I watched Free Guy. Oh, Another yeah, Free movie. Guy. How was that? Very good movie. Very good movie. It was a different movie. Very funny. Um, Ryan Reynolds, right? Great soundtrack, too. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Great soundtrack. The dude from – one of the kids from Stranger things was in it too one of the guys gotcha. i guess i'm not sure what his character's name is but yeah. he was in the movie as well but it's great soundtrack great soundtrack well it's always a good thing where the soundtrack with the movie cult like blends together and everything it's always so good like we're watching succession still every single episode is so epic and the music in the background is so good they used the weekend for one of the scenes uh i think in season three or season two i forget what it was but just so so epic that everything is is so just i guess like pumped up because of the soundtrack and i still still am adding songs to my movie playlist at all times always circulating these different things where we're going to be coming up with something maybe we're going to be the next people to write a movie like super bad surge like about your life like you said a biopic right Biopic. biopic. <laughs> a biopic about Serge's life is coming in the works soon after coming Serge. Of age story. Coming of age story of Serge John Baptiste. Beautiful story that will be. We are currently sitting at, I think, 45 minutes. Oh, we got 20 seconds left to get to 45 minutes. Do we really? Do we really <laughs> now? Anything else yeah. you want to talk about before we finish? Uh, I don't think so. I think that's it. I don't think we have anything else to talk about, do we? I don't think so, man. We will have I think a full we covered everything. Yeah, I think so. We have we'll have a full preview of the Super Bowl next week. Like we talked about last episode, we will also have a episode the day of Valentine's Day. The day after the Super Bowl, a special, special episode. Special, special Valentine's Day episode. Tune in. <laughs> Tune in to Serge's sultry voice. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a good one. But thank you all for tuning in today to the Perfect Timing Podcast, episode 15. Shout out, group one, five. You know who you are. Thanks for orientation. Thanks for surgeon. I've become even better friends than we became in college. Thanks for orientation. Thanks to one, five. Thanks to Perfect Timing Podcast. Shout out. Anything Shout else? out. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's it. All right. So you guys, thanks you guys for tuning in. Make sure to follow, subscribe, all that stuff. And we will see you guys next week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.